On today's episode of Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures, we talk about a song which brought a disco artist her due in the 90s. We also examine a man who walked on the wild side in his early youth, but found his way to some good vibes in his early 20s. We talk about a music video where a man's lizard lips really get in the way of everything else. Welcome to our episode on Marky Mark and the Funky Bunches, Good Vibrations. So last night in preparation for this episode, Bill and I were texting back and forth, and he asked the question, do we like this song? And my response was like, it's problematic. It's, it's fun and everything, but it has its issues. Bill's comment to me next was, if this song was played at a wedding, would you dance to it? Which I had an emphatic, yes, absolutely. I would dance to Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch's Good Vibrations. So this is why we are covering this song, talking about this song. It is a quintessential guilt-free pleasure. And you know, I woke up this morning having spent a lot of yesterday listening to Marky Mark, like the entire album, the first album. Oh, yeah, I did no. the full thing, yeah. And I watched a lot of videos, interviews, and like, oh, I don't know about this song. I sent you that text. Woke up this morning and then threw it on just to hear it in the morning. And all I could think to myself was, oh, man, this is really good. And I was like, it could be Stockholm Syndrome, but I don't think it is. I think I actually really like the song. Did Mark Wahlberg have you tied up in your room just playing this song on repeat? I think my dreams were kind of crazy last yeah. night. But uh, I'm now feeling the vibrations. Yeah. Feel it. Feel it. So uh, today is a special day because we are bringing back one of our favorites. Our friend Rick Morancy is back in the Winchester. And we previously had him on for our summertime podcast. Yeah. And Van Halen, Why Can't This Be Love? Exactly. So Rick, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again. Like I said, the song has its issues. The artist has his issues. So we're going to jump into Marky Mark's life a little bit, or Mark Wahlberg, as he likes to be called now. I, I'm pretty sure if anyone went onto the street to call him Mark, Marky Mark, he would might revert back to his youthful days and punch you in the face. Well, he was the youngest of nine kids living in Dorchester, which Boston. is Boston, yep. which is just outside of Boston. Yeah. Or is it a suburb or what do I you think, call it? A borough? I think, yeah, suburb, borough. Yeah. Something like that. I don't think it's a suburb in the sense of what we understand the suburbs to be. Yeah. It was a tough, tough neighborhood. Yeah. So they're a bit of a rough crew from when I gather the Wahlbergs, but we're also like instrumental in a band called New Kids on the Block. Yes. So Donnie and Mark were the first people to be signed for New Kids on the Block. So the two of them had done a rap that's never been released. It was like the first thing. What was the name of the guy who started New Kids on the Block? Uh, it was Maurice Starr, uh, oh, yeah. the same guy who discovered New Edition. 
Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. So apparently, Donnie Wahlberg impressed Maurice Starr with his rapping initially when he was signing him. Oh, really? And so underneath it, Mark Wahlberg was also in there, and all Mark wanted to do was rap. Yeah. And this is why he quit the band because he couldn't sing and didn't feel like getting vocal lessons. Yeah, he just wanted to rap everything, but Maurice just wanted them to sing. Now, after Marky Mark, we're going to call him Marky Mark until he becomes Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. After Marky Mark leaves New Kids on the Block, he runs into trouble because he's only 13 years old at the time, but he was already, according to Mark Wahlberg, he was already hooked on cocaine. Yeah, at 13 years old, which is kind of bonkers. Yeah. Which leads to some really crazy stories, which we don't want to emphasize, but we have to bring up, I think. Yeah, I mean, you can't talk about the artist without talking about his controversial past. Right. There were a couple significant episodes that have been reported in the media Yeah, that he was involved in. The first was chasing school children with a bunch of other guys out of Dorchester. Yeah. Rick, do you know much about this one? Well, yeah, when I looked it up earlier, apparently this was when he was uh, 15 years old that he did that one. Him and three friends, they chased uh, three black children yelling racial slurs at them, yes, and uh, throwing rocks at them. And now when he's 17, he ends up attacking two Vietnamese men. Yeah. And he was high on PCPs? PCP, or or angel dust. Right. Yeah, that was the claim at the time. Yeah, Yeah, and this one ends up landing him in jail because he's already broken a parole violation, I think. But he gets sentenced to two years but serves 45 days. Yeah. What I love, and uh, I'm going to my favorite source, Wikipedia, is the statement in Wikipedia's, Mark Wahlberg had a history of scrapes with the law as a teenager. Just complete sanitized everything. Yeah, Yeah, these are gouges with the law. This is a much different case. Now, the history of Dorchester is kind of interesting, too. There is this whole backstory about segregated busing and how that got overturned in the 70s. And then there was all these interracial issues there. So there's things that Mark Wahlberg talks about growing up with that actually, like, ties in to this sort of racism that he had. And nature versus nurture. Or... Yeah, I would say, yeah, for sure. And this is a nurture thing. Yeah. And in his, uh, his sort of turnaround that happens after, after these attacks is I think he gets more serious about his Catholic faith. Oh, okay. And this happens more even after Marky Mark, but he ends up trying to make amends in terms of how he lives his life. You can hear it in music for the people and in especially the song we're doing today that He's seeking to make amends and is all about positivity and bringing yes. people together. And so I know he's like, in his life, he tried to seek a pardon and that didn't go well. There's a lot of people who thought he was just using his celebrity to kind of whitewash over his past and everything. And then when he realized the backlash against him, he sort of, he owns it, which is good. Yep. Like he, he accepts that it's just like, yeah, I did these things. I was a dumb, dumb kid and everything, but got to appreciate a man that's uh, that's willing to say hey i've made mistakes and i'm not proud of what i've done and he did meet up with one of the men he attacked oh yeah yeah so that he said yeah so there's some good that came out of that so now that we've gotten through his uh unfortunate history yeah we now get to his uh turnaround yeah so obviously he's brothers with one of the most famous pop stars in the world at the time Donnie being in New Kids on the Block. 
So Donnie had industry connections and helped get Marky Mark a record deal at the age of uh, age of 20, right? Yeah. So the record deal came from Jimmy Iovine. Yeah. Who was at Interscope Records yeah. and he heard the Good Vibrations demo. Yeah, and um, Interscope was really, really young at the time. So Donnie Wahlberg was on tour with New Kids on the Block, but his brother Mark wanted him to help him get his career off the ground. That's Mm -hmm. what I understood. I think that was in the Stereogum article. Yeah. Yeah. So they talked about writing this song in a really quick amount of time. But the issue I'm having with this, because I, while you were talking, Frank, I started looking through my notes here. And the thing is, the songwriter seems to mostly be Amir Quadir Shakir, which is an awesome name. Yeah. But he went by... Spice. Spice, DJ Spice, yeah. yeah. Which changed to MC Spice, which then now is called MC Spice the Legend. I get it, because there's a whole bunch of spices out there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like the Spice Girls. Yeah. Now, he claims he wrote the song in 15 minutes, the, the Mark Wahlberg song. So... Uh, both versions had them writing things. I think Marky Mark and Donnie had more to do with, I think, the rap that... I don't know, actually. It's hard to tell because stories get yeah, all blended here. unclear. I was looking at that, too, and it, uh, it credits all the co-writing to Mark Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg, and Amir, DJ Spice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the degree that anybody was involved, I guess, is what comes into question a lot of times. My guess is MC Spice had a lot to do with this. I think so. The song is great, though. And Mm. way to go, MC Spice. MC Spice actually made a new version of it. Okay. um, I think for either the 30th anniversary or 25th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And uh, he kind of took some lyrics and shifted them a little bit. But he's credited as sole songwriter on the YouTube page, so I don't know if that means anything. Yeah, on Wikipedia, it says the songwriters are Donnie, Mark, and Spice. In that order? Yes. Wow. We got some controversy, gentlemen. I don't know. I think they're all doing okay for themselves. Well, maybe not DJ Spice. I don't really know if I've heard too much of that guy. He charges uh, $800 a song for you to to share the lyrics with. He'll ghost produce a song for you for $2,500 as well. Really? Is he responsible for Rebecca Black and Friday? No, oh. I think that was cheaper. But I uh... so go on to our GoFundMe page. We are going to raise twenty five hundred dollars for DJ Spice to produce a song that I am going to sing, and then we will cover it on this podcast. I'll say this much: if it's as good as Good Vibrations, we're set. Oh yeah, for life, for life. I know we've been held down before, but we ain't gonna be held down no more. Release your soul, let it go, breathe, keep the faith, it's believe. Such a I love it. It's such a sweet so I heard that uh, initially the song kind of had some hype leading up to its release, anyways, because having that connection, like you were mentioning, with Donnie Wahlberg and the new kids on the block, uh, he allowed Marky Mark to open up for them on their tour. So the song was getting heard by New Kids on the Block's audiences prior to it actually ever getting released, which probably is one of the reasons why it was propelled very quickly to a number one song. Yeah, and it made it to number one, which is, again, one of the, one of those songs where just like, I knew it was popular, but I didn't think it was number one. Second rapper in history to hit number one. Yeah, and it's really kind of sad that the first one was Vanilla Ice. And it's kind of sad the second one was Marky Mark. Yeah. Now, 
I like this song. Yeah, this song's fun. Yeah. It is interesting that he opened for the New Kids on the Block while at the same time trying to kind of flash his street cred that he wasn't like the New Kids on the Block. Yeah. He's strictly hip hop. Boy, he ain't singing it. That's right. Which means he can't sing. Yeah. Right? Which I think is a bit of an insult to hip hop, but well, okay. Yeah. And this isn't really hip hop. They refer to it as hip house. Yeah. Because it came out in around the same time as uh, CNC Music Factory, uh, Gonna Make You Sweat. And there's huge, huge similarities between the two songs. Both are seem intent on making you sweat. And this, uh, I mean, we're going to dive deep, 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 deep into these lyrics, of course. Yep. But he definitely has a lot of recurring themes. Let's jump into uh, this song. I was surprised at how many words there are to this song. <laughs> you scroll through the lyric page and it just keeps going and going and going and going. It has quite a beginning. Yeah. I'm just going to bring up that beginning here again, just so we can get the total feel of it. So here it is one more time. I gotta say, that drum beat. Well, the machine gun drum beat. Yeah, yeah. The uh. Yeah. And then the bum, bum, bum. That's pretty incredible. That's yeah. a great start to a song. It really steps it up. Like, it doesn't ease into things. It hits you hard right off the hop. And wisely jumps straight to chorus. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking... Um, the the chorus of it's such a good vibration such a sweet sensation that's the best part of the song and that's by a lolita holloway it's from a disco track from the 70s which dan hartman wrote and produced that's right so dan hartman who of course is a legend in bill and frank's guilt-free pleasures actually is behind this song yeah you don't have this song without dan hartman's song yeah so dan hartman Thank you for the best part of Marky Mark's Good Vibrations. But yeah, it, it comes in and it hits you hard and then it's... Yeah, can you feel it, baby? I can too. And then he repeats, come on, swing it. I'm not sure exactly what that's referring to. I always thought it was come out swinging because it's the video has a lot of boxing themes in it. So I thought like, you know, you come out swinging. Rick, what about you? What do you think? Um, Yeah, it makes sense what you're saying. I, I understand that too. Like you were saying that the video is a lot of him punching. Yeah bags and whatnot <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i was going to check with ashley who refused to listen to this longer than a couple bars she goes could you please turn that off it's <laughs> <So> like <laughs> chorus but i wanted her to tell me whether he was actually swinging it because as you know ashley is a jazz singer yes and swinging is a big part of the music where they take the beat and they swing around it i have no idea what they're talking no. about but no i clue. nod my head it like, like yeah 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 it, it sounds like they're making it up as they go along like all jazz music i think that's what they say about you on this podcast well yeah <laughs> i never know what the next word out of my mouth is going to be <laughs> that sounded meaner than it was supposed to yeah it was okay, okay. <laughs> 
So I don't think they're actually swinging the beat here. So I, th- I do think it's the boxing reference that the two of you are referring to. And then there's the sample. I had did some deep research here. Oh, okay. This is from, let me tell you the name of the band here. Let me bring it up. It's from Double D and Steinsky. Okay. Never heard of them before in my life. No. And uh, Are they still active? I can't tell on Spotify they show up there, but you never know what's going on. Yeah. And it's from the song called Lesson One and the Payoff Mix. Hence the oh. one, two, three, and now we come to the payoff. Ah. This song might be smarter than I think that it is. So there you go. There's the uh, there's the pay. I think that's the only uh, time they use it, but they that's where they got the payoff thing. I always wonder with these hip hop hip house songs, the amount of work that goes in just getting this one part. Yeah. Right. You gotta just go through all these albums and then find just and find, the part find that on. little like three second clip that you're going to uh, sample and reference and and loop through. You see. Now we come to the payoff. I think it's time to uh, dive into... Bring forth the rhythm and the rhyme? Yeah, I think so. All right, let's walk through uh, verse one. Now, our uh, good friend who we've never met yet, Tom Bryhan from Sterogum, had lots of nasty things to say about his flow. His flow and his delivery. It's not good? I have to admit that with my limited engagement with this stuff, I don't really know whether it's good or not. But it's could, not. Could you two? Yeah, no. No. <laughs> okay. It's really. Okay. I love this song, but he kind of fumbles his way through things. I mean, this is tough because he understood himself as a rapper his yeah. whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is this a thing where... Some... I understood myself as a professional basketball player, but I can barely make a layup. Yeah. And I think sometimes you can have dreams, but that doesn't necessarily translate into the talent. No, Exactly. I must say, it works fine for me, but I'm not much of a uh, hip-hop guy. But what really works for the song, not necessarily the lyrics, but everything else that's happening around the lyrics. Mm -hmm. The music is really fun and poppy and bouncy and great. Right. This is what brings me out onto the dance floor. Okay. Rick, you want to give us the uh, first verse there? (laughs) All right. And and try and rap it the way Marky Mark would rap <laughs> Just it. Just or or do more like beat poetry or a house uh, or a or or, or just Bible or, reading or just read the lyrics. I will just read it uh, <laughs> as the poetry it is. Yo, it's about that time to bring forth the rhythm and the rhyme. I'm a get mine, so get yours. I want to see sweat coming out your pores. On the house tip is how I'm swinging this. Strictly hip-hop, boy, I ain't singing this. Bringing this to the entire nation. Black, white, red, brown. Feel the vibration. Yo, it's about that time to break forth the rhythm and the rhyme. I'ma get mine, so get yours. I wanna see sweat coming out your pores. On the house, tip the sound, swinging this. Strictly hip-hop, boy, I ain't singing this. Bringing this to the entire nation. Black, white, red, brown. Feel the vibration. I mean, he kind of tells us what he's doing, right? Well, I mean, he literally tells us. 
the time has come for him to bring both rhythm and rhyme. And he rhymes in this, so I mean, yeah. we got to give him that. And he's getting his. He says, I'm going to get mine. I'm, I'm going to get mine, so get yours. Is this, he's getting his rhythm and rhyme, so you get your rhythm and rhyme? Because then he follows it up with the, the sweat. I want to see you sweat. We've heard that, of course, before. And now, this is where I was kind of thrown off. On the house tip is how I'm swinging this. Now, I don't know if you two guys know this, but that's the name of another song on the compact disc. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Also credited to MC Spice. Oh, okay. I also don't know what it means in that song (laughs) either. But I like a house tip is like, does that mean house music? I think it's house music. I think it's house music because like we previously mentioned, this would be considered hip house. Right. And that's how he's swinging it. He's like a boxer. His style is house. But it's also, despite him claiming it's house, he also says it's strictly hip hop. Well, hip house, right? Yeah. But he says strictly strictly hip hop. Hip hop. I think it's sort of nebulous. They kind of come together. I think he just translates strictly hip hop as ain't singing. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. But he's going to bring it to the entire nation. And this is, of course, where he lists what he feels are the full races of the the world. All four of them. (laughs) So he wants everyone to feel that vibration. Yeah. And I'll give the song this. It's a very positive song. I'd almost call this Catholic rock. (laughs) <laughs> I really like when I read it like there, well, this this is just like something that could be sold in the bookstore if it didn't have such a bad beat. Like yeah, that. Michael Jackson bad. So that brings us to the to the chorus again obviously. And then into verse 2. Can we talk about that chorus how great it is? Yes. <laughs> like it's Lolita Holloway. It's the best part of the song. And I want to give credit to Marky Mark and all the people around him because they went straight to her for permission, yes, and got her to perform with him wherever mm-hmm. they went. Yep. So you can see her singing on Arsenio Hall, which I think we'll bring up later. Yep. But she was there, air lip syncing in Britain for whatever reason, but she went along and this really turned her fortunes around because she got kind of screwed over by Black Box with Ride on Time. Like yeah. they didn't give her credit. She didn't get any money. She had to sue them. But I think the Millie Vanilli issue had come up just before or around this time. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, this is in the midst of all that upheaval. But they made sure that she was included. And he gives her credit whenever they're doing live things. Like from that era, you can see him shouting over to Lolita, come on. Yeah, yeah. And they actually make her a focus of the song. Yeah. Well, I mean, she really is the driving part of the song. I also didn't know it was Sweet Sensation. I thought it was... It's such a sweet Dixie shine. Did you guys feel <laughs> no, that? that? No, no, not, 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 not even slightly. No. no, I didn't know what it meant. And then later I'm like, oh, Dixie, I get it. And then like, no, I don't get it at yeah. all. Sweet Sensation made a lot more sense. But it was a time with no lyrics. Verse two starts off, the vibration's good like sun-kissed. Many want to know who done this. Problems with the first line of the second verse. Sun-kissed really isn't that good for you. It's so full of unnecessary sugars. I guess this was the 90s. It was a different time. No one was reading labels or anything like that. But uh, sun-kissed really isn't that good for you. Were you like me that 
as a kid, like your parents didn't give you water, but they gave you Sprite. I drank Diet Coke constantly. Right. Because it was healthier. Yeah. There was no sugar. So there was the sense that water wasn't an option. He doesn't know about Aquafina yet. Yeah. Now we're talking Sunkiss though. Was that not also a brand of actual oranges, not just the orange juice? So that's yeah, why I'm wondering I, which which sun kissed he's referencing here. Well, maybe maybe it is the oranges. I'm assuming it's the the orange juice, just because it fits the narrative that I decide to uh, tackle here. I feel if he wanted to go for the orange juice, he would have gone Sunny D. Yeah, because Donny D's on the okay. backups. So yeah. Sunny D. Yeah, is gonna. Yeah. What else? Get his, it, it, get his per- quench up. Shit. I don't know if Sunny D is actually even considered orange juice. Is it? It's orange drink. Yeah. It's like that McDonald's orange oh, beverage oh, that yeah. used that stuff to just be served. burns your throat. But you got it all your track of field events, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. All right. So the vibration's good like Sunkissed. Now, why would you use Sunkissed? Because you got to rhyme it with this. Many want to know who done this. Marky Mark, and I'm here to move you. Rhymes will groove you, and I'm here to prove to you. You ready? He wants to party on the positive side. And pump positive vibes. So come along for the ride. Making you feel the rhythm is my occupation. So feel the vibration. Come on. Come on. Feel it. Feel it. Feel the vibration. I I think I could do a spoken word version of this if we can get MC Spice to do this. Number one on Audible, I think, is just (laughs) Bill Hauser reads Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. likes talking about rhymes and rhythm i have listed in my notes as opposed to rock and roll and as opposed to rest and relaxation this is a new version of r&r it's rhythm and rhyme interesting thank you Uh, frank could you tell me that's interesting i'm listening to the raccoons right now (laughs) i said i would argue though that uh, making you feel the rhythm is not his occupation because he is the lyricist wouldn't it be the dj or the production crew that makes you feel the rhythm? I think that's an astute point. I don't think you're incorrect. <laughs> I just know Mark Wahlberg gets really mad when you call him out on things. So yeah. uh, No more dissecting the lyrics. He's a big man. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, he's relatively short, but he's he's yoked. Like, he's dieseled. Yeah. So only I, I saw those Calvin Klein ads back in the day. I, I know what he's, he's working with there. I don't want any part of that. No, no. I, I know more of what he's working with than I want to know, thanks to those ads. Yeah. Apparently he wakes up at like four o'clock in the morning to work out, which oh, yeah. just seems bonkers to me. Yeah, every day. Like, and I think he includes devotions now ahead of time too yeah. for the the whole Catholic thing. But it's uh, yeah, it's intense. I don't know if he sleeps. Is he a vampire? Might be a sexy underwear vampire. <laughs> Potential. Potential. So yeah, we have him. Like, I guess we find out who's bringing the vibrations because you get that chorus again. Yeah, but then. He asked Donnie D to break it down. Now, do we think Donnie D is Donnie Wahlberg? 
That's the consensus, I think, that from the articles I was reading, trying to You can't have two different Donnies in the Funky Bunch. Well, let's take a look at the... Did we go through the names of everyone in the Funky Bunch? Can we bring that up right Rick, now? Rick, you had that before, didn't you? I do. Uh, let me just see here. I only know the name of one person in the Funky Bunch, and this name will be forever etched into my mind. Hector the Booty Inspector. <laughs> so, I mean... There's that. Not sure what Hector's doing these days, if he's still booty inspecting or not. But yeah, he was a member of the Funky Bunch. So uh, the official listed members of the Funky Bunch, Scott G, uh, Hector, the booty inspector, as previously mentioned, DJ T, and Ashy Ace. And apparently outside of those official members, Donnie Wahlberg was considered a member of the Funky Bunch, although he... Didn't really perform with them. Okay, so Donnie D must be Donnie Wahlberg. I'm going to make that stretch, yes. Now, if Donnie D is Donnie Wahlberg, he gives like one of the most incredible parts of the song. Because when they say, Donnie D, break it down, holy cow. Oh, yeah, yeah. He breaks it down. Yeah. That 808 just starts going crazy at that point. Donnie D, break it down. Once Donnie D brings that beat, now we get to this terrific verse, which is pretty much a public service announcement. Yeah. Donnie D's on the backup, drug free, so put the crack up. And that means put your crack away? Yes, I would think so. No need for speed. I'm anti. D R U G G I E. Right. That spells druggy. Yeah. Side note here, I'm like, like Listen, Marky Mark, why can't you just be anti-drugs? But the druggies, we want to help out. Don't be anti-druggy. We want to help those guys. But this is hip-hop. Yeah. I ain't swinging it. My body is healthy. My rhymes make me wealthy. Do they? And the Funky Bunch helps me to bring you a show with no intoxication. So come on, feel the vibration. Can you feel it, baby? <laughs> I so, do too. Yeah, yeah. Donnie D's on the backup. Drug free. So put the crack up. No need for speed. I'm anti. D R U G G I E. My body is healthy. My rhymes make me wealthy. And the funky bunch helps me to bring you a show with no intoxication. So come on, feel the vibration. Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? I can That is quite the public service announcement. Yeah. The transition from. Marky Mark in his youth from being addicted to cocaine at 13 to being 20 years old when this is coming out and being completely straight edge at this point is pretty commendable, I would say. What person in their late teens, early 20s decides just like, you know what, I'm going down the wrong path. I'm just cutting out all the garbage that's getting me into trouble. I think most people would probably double down on it more than anything, but he was like, nope changing my life. And yeah, it's a great public service announcement for living a clean life, which is what Marky Mark decided to do at that point. Did either of you think it was about this when you heard it in the 90s? I had no idea. I heard him spell druggy, so I wasn't entirely certain if he was praising drugs or if he was admonishing them. That's what I was wondering too. Well, I picked up on it when I was younger. Um, 
And yeah, I, I did get that PSA type feeling from it. You know, the put the crack up and the no intoxication. Yeah. The druggy thing. And it just, it, it actually seems like a very odd and out of place verse compared to the rest of the song. I don't know why, but it just, it seemed jarring comparatively. And I mean, I'm, he's no intelligent lyricist really, but that one just doesn't seem to fit in with the rest of the, the song to me. It certainly should have got him like invitations to the White House. You would think so, yeah. yeah. So I don't think that Shaking happened. Shaking Nixon's hands and everything. <laughs> All right, now we got the possibly bridge or verse four. So Annie just recapitulates all the major themes of the song. Yeah. Having fun, partying, but without drugs. That's right. Rick, do you want to read this one? I'm going to, I want to dissect the first two lines, but I don't know if I should read those on their own so we can kind of really meditate on these ones for a moment or just go through the whole thing and then circle back to them. Now the time has come for you to get up. The rest had you fed up, but yo, I won't let up. Is he implying that the rest of the song made you fed up, but he's not stopping? Or is it the rest of the people? Yeah, like he doesn't really distinguish what he's talking about there. But then we go on the rhythm and rhyme that's designed to make your behind move to what I'm inclined to. Pure hip-hop... No sellout. If you ain't in it to win it, then get the hell out. I command you to dance. I want to see motivation. So come on now, feel the vibration. Now the time has come for you to get up. The rest has you fed up. Let's all let up. On the rhythm around that's designed to make you behind me. Do what I'm inclined to. Pure hip-hop. No sellout. If you ain't in it to win it, then get the hell out. I command you to dance. I want to see motivation. Come on now, feel the vibration. That's a, that's a, a verse to unpack a little bit. Well, I mean, his commanding you to dance is this sort of like he's become an MC, right? Does that sound, uh, I think that's the best case scenario for what he's trying to tell us to do here? Yeah. Yeah. It really is the same thing he's been saying the entire song. Yeah. There hasn't been any real new material since the first verse. No, there's no new ground being broken here. No. I mean... I'm not loving this song for the lyrics. I'm loving the song for the beat and the positivity about it. Totally. And for Lolita Holloway. Yeah. There's no absolutely. question. This is the yeah. big part of it. And so Marky Mark doesn't get in the way. No, 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 no. And this is why I think we all still like it. I mean, if it was bad, and by not not Michael Jackson bad, but just bad, yeah. no one would like it. But he does what he needs to do. And it's fun. And because they're kind of ridiculous lyrics, and they just repeat themselves and they're yeah. positive... It makes it a safe wedding song. Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of the reason why I like it and people like me like it is that we feel that we could rap along to it without getting too tripped up over the flow and and the lyrics. After he's done all this, it ends with that piano thing. Yeah. It's incredible. I can't find out where it was sampled or if it's original to the song, but that's really something. Yeah. The piano in the song is the, something. The piano and Lolita are what really drive this song along. Mm-hmm. I mean, because by the end, you have that kind of... It's almost like a sloppy piano, which isn't the phrase I know that jazzers will want to use. Yeah. 
I don't think jazzers is the phrase they'd want to use either. Definitely not. <laughs> but it's so right. It's the term we're using. Yeah. <laughs> jazzers and sloppy piano. <laughs> this could be the name of my first album, Frank Pearson's Jazzers and the Sloppy Piano. Yeah. That could be your funky bunch. That could be. <laughs> <laughs> but it ends so well. Yeah. And when you think about it, this is one of those songs that doesn't have a fade out. It ends emphatically. Yeah, yeah. After walking through these lyrics, I'm starting to feel more like I did last night where I'm like, I, I don't know if I even like this song. So, um, I don't know. Help me out here. Uh, it's definitely one of those songs that is better if you don't actually pay attention to what's being said. Uh, this is one of those songs I can definitely say that I'm jealous of people who can listen to music and not really understand the lyrics they just kind of feel the whole vibe because when you listen to the lyrics it just becomes terrible yeah that's absolutely correct with this song so unlike islands in the stream we don't want to bring a fine tooth comb to this no 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 i think we we appreciate it for what it is it's a bouncy fun poppy song lolita holloway really brings it piano drives it along just enjoy it for what it is and that's a, I don't want to say a dumb song, but a fun song. And you know what? There is uh, a music video to kind of help sort of set the mood for you. <laughs> How's that for a transition? What do you think about that music video? In terms of setting the mood for what this is all about. There's a lot of different things going on with the video. So it's an opportunity to showcase Marky Mark Wahlberg with a shirt off. It's an opportunity to showcase the Funky Bunch as they dance along with the song. And I'm assuming that's the Funky Bunch. And it's an opportunity to show Marky Mark as a lover. Tracy Bingham. Yeah, who went on to star on Baywatch. It definitely has this sort of deep in the city, underground parking lot thing going on, where it's like, Marky Mark lives in a parking lot? That's not good. The article from Tom Bryhan states that he's trying to emulate LL Cool J, who had Mama Said Knock You Out, which mm -hmm. came out uh, before this song. So there's Marky Mark, he's boxing, he's working out, there's dancing going on, there's scene in the bedroom with the, him and Tracy Bingham, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but yeah, as the 90s, not a whole lot made sense. It's great. It came out of nowhere, that's true. Yeah. And speaking on the LL Cool J video, I guess also the other similarity would be the fact that both videos are black and white. Yeah. Although yes, I do great. believe in this one, there was some colorized parts. Am I? There's like yellow that yeah. shows up in parts. Yeah. Another thing that's similar is the boxing, because mm -hmm. it's a big thing in the boxing. Now, curiously, for this video, the guy who was the trainer for the boxing portions was a retired boxer. Yeah, Mickey Ward. Who... Mark Wahlberg went on to play in The Fighter. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of neat. I mean, maybe that's how the connection actually yeah. was made. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, he must have been a Boston fighter. Yeah, he was. Okay, he right. Was, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem with the two videos being similar, or even, I guess, 
in comparison's sake, the LL Cool J song very much was LL's response to other rappers calling him soft, showing that he could be a hard rapper, and that was the point of the whole video, the whole song. This song does not make Marky Mark appear to be a hard rapper. But it does put him apart from his, like, three months that he was in New Kids on the Block. <laughs> yeah, that even diehard New Kids fans don't even seem to know. Yeah, it's true. Well, Bill and Frank do. <laughs> I want to bring up one specific part of the video. The part of the lyric is, yeah, can you feel it, baby? I can too. So he's he's in bed at this point and he's and he's speaking over to uh his best girl at the time. But but watch the way he he's like, yeah. Then he licks his lips. Can you feel it, baby? Then he licks his lips again. It's like I can too. He looks like a lizard. Just like just like this I, I can't unsee that lip licking. <laughs> And in that context, what is he wanting her to feel that he is also feeling? Yeah. It must I be, I, I'm thinking more Elton John, can you feel the love tonight? Because he's looking up in the air. Maybe he's dreaming of them being married and and having a family together and moving out of that parking lot they're living in. <laughs> See, We're going to move out of this out of this parking garage into a real vibes house. for some reason, like industrial basement, leaky pipes and whatnot yeah. too, but... Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That could assume... also be just a storage room off from his parking lot where they break dance. So that's right. Just because it's in black and white doesn't make it artistic. No, especially with there's scenes with the dancers where they're kind of in a push up position, but they're also pelvic thrusting on the ground. I don't know about that move. That just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, because I think they're doing that into a puddle like you're yeah. gonna get yeah. your pants all wet guys come on don't do that it doesn't seem sanitary to no move to that dirty all. parking lot yeah now if they made this video in color that would totally destroy the whole field oh absolutely yeah mm. yeah because you can you can picture it in like early 90s neon right oh, yeah. totally. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing hard about it it's just like poppy bubble gum <laughs> which is what the song really is is a poppy bubble gum song which is trying to disguise itself as something like rough and and uh and uh edgy. Yeah. And the video certainly tries to go for it with the whole sex scene thing cuz yeah. not none of that's happening in the song. No, no, no. Okay. Categories? Michael Bolton category. I would not pay for a Michael Bolton rap song. Rick, would you pay for a Michael Bolton rap song? Absolutely. I would <laughs> And I figure he could also just nail the chorus on his own as well. I want to see, he could be the jack of all trades in this one. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a Michael Bolton rap with Michael Bolton being Michael Bolton Lolita Holloway. Michael <laughs> Michael Bolton Mike Michael. Just, don't, just keep saying it. Okay. Keep saying it. Over I got it. And ready, ready? Get it right. Michael Boltonita Holloway. Oh, all right. That, yeah, that one yeah. kind of worked. Yeah. We'll give you and that. And in the one. video, he'll be like two different people, right? Like he'll he'll play both roles. It'll be like those uh, variety shows when the guy is dressed up like one side is male, one side's female, and they do um, "I Got You, Babe" by Sonny and Cher. Well, I was just thinking keep turning side to side. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. I was thinking bat dance, but that that works too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bolton do a killer bat dance, but oh, that's for another podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
All right, so there we go. We have Frank doesn't want to hear it, but Rick wants to hear all of it. Would you dance to this at a wedding? Absolutely, 100%. Has this not been at a wedding in the last 30 years? My sense is that this is played at every single wedding, that this is one of the most played songs. I feel like it shows up. I think it does too, yeah. I think there's actually stats on this, that it's one of the most played songs. Oh, really? That and Lady in Red. Yeah. One-two punch. Yeah. I think in order to become a licensed wedding DJ, it's contractually obligated that you have to play these two songs. Would you follow this song up with Lady in Red? That's so bold. No, I absolutely (laughs) would not. You want to cool down. So if you're going to follow this one up, I think you follow it with some disco. Oh, okay. Because I think you already have Lolita going on there, and I think you can move into some disco and then maybe move into mm, How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe straight to Lady in Red yeah. to seal the deal. Yeah. Bringing out those grandparents to the dance floor. Yeah. Do you think your grandparents would dance to uh, Good Vibration? I think they'd be trapped on the dance floor. <laughs> it's one of those things where I think people get stuck like, and they oh, don't. Oh, shoot. I'm stuck here now. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the vibes will be good. Feel it, baby. Hallmark movie. Um, it's a public service announcement. Yeah, and it's definitely a city vibe. Yeah, none of this seems to work. Yeah, you can't really play this song in a uh, quaint New England town. However, you know they usually start with the big city girl going to the small town and falling in love with the simple lifestyle. So perhaps it might be something that uh, is at the beginning of yeah. the Hallmark film, just showing how urban they are initially before transitioning into the yeah. the simple small lifestyle. Small town life in New Hampshire. And then they'd have to move to a different sort of song. Yeah. We never got to find out if Marky Mark would become Mark Wahlberg and sing sort of like jazz standards, where he'd finally... Come on and swing it. Yeah. But we'll never know. Yeah. Well, apparently, the one thing that derailed his music career, which came shortly after the release of the second album, You Gotta Believe, which did not perform very well, uh, was a Rolling Stone reader's poll in 1992, where despite the assertions that he makes repeatedly in his song that he's not singing... He still was voted as the worst singer in the world (laughs) by Rolling Stone readers in 1992. And apparently that just bothered him. And they said that that was kind of the beginning of the end of his music career at that point. I mean, there's some famous moments where he does not have a sense of humor about these things. There was an MTV segment where he was on with Eminem. Oh, with Eminem. Oh, the yeah. Eminem. Yeah. Yes. And it came up in the Brian article. Yeah. And you could see Eminem saying, look at us. We're a big, happy family here. And the look on Mark Wahlberg's face is seething in anger. Well, didn't he say specifically, what a fun bunch, referencing the funky bunch? Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, was reading into that and Mark Wahlberg, apparently before going into that segment, had specifically told everybody, do not mention the funky bunch. Yeah. Which he you was may as well just, time. you know, yeah. open an invitation to Eminem at that point. You know yeah. he's going to start poking. So it started a long feud that lasted for a while that Mark later revealed was that it was just jealousy because Eminem was a better rapper than he was. Mark, Mark Wahlberg was jealous of Eminem? Believe it or not. I mean, honestly, when you got the two of them 
I don't know. I thought Mark was the heavyweight here, but apparently Eminem was the better rapper. Yeah. Do you know how much Mark Wahlberg is worth? Did you look that up? Do you want to guess? Take I'm, a guess. I'm going to say upwards of $52,000. Okay. All right. A bit of a price is right. You just need to say 53000 to win here, Rick, just as a hint. But what do you think? Uh. <laughs> what do you think is net worth? Bob Barker never gave out hints. Give a net worth. I, I looked this up earlier too, and now I'm I'm blanking on it. But I thought it was like, wasn't it somewhere in the neighborhood like 300 million or something like that? A little more, 400 and something million. Oh my okay. goodness! So he's got a cricket team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't serious? think that's where he makes most of his money, but he's got a whole bunch of other businesses, Wahlburgers, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, he had Entourage. He had a whole bunch of other things. So he's got his um, hands in a lot of businesses. I mean, they have a show called Wall Street that was about him. I think on HBO. I never got a chance to look too deeply into it, but he's doing fine. So yeah. let Eminem have his moment that he had. Yeah. Come on. And Marky he also Mark. has a uh, Catholic devotional app that he created as well. The Hello app? Hello, yeah. Okay. What is your favorite part of the song? Oh, it's easily Lolita Holloway. Okay. I, her voice is just so big, and it's just, it's that part of the song that really, it, it punches. Even though he punches in the video, she is the part of this song that yeah. punches. She's a true punch out. Yeah. Rick, what about you? What's your favorite part? Yeah, it's difficult because obviously uh, she is a fantastic part of the song. Very powerful. Uh, the uh, the jazzers playing the sloppy piano at the end is also uh, pretty solid. But I, I my favorite part is when Donnie D breaks it down. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a really good part too. And... I was going to say the same. It's either the ending with that piano. I feel like the piano is something, but also like the beginning. Mm. So we got like a beginning, middle, end, and yeah. Frank, you like the whole uh, yeah, chorus Yeah, the, the chorus is like, yeah. So there's a lot of things to like about it. I think we all agree that the verses are not our favorite parts. No. no. But we all would rap to it on the dance floor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As I'm out of breath trying to dance and rap at the same time. I think maybe my favorite is the, ah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> can you feel it, baby? I... <laughs> did you get choked up trying to lick your lips the way Donnie Wahlberg or Wahlberg did? got the lips. He's like, oh, he's not goodness. hydrated enough because of the amount of Sprite he's been having. Well, it's yeah. all the sweat coming out of his pores. Of course, he, needs, yeah. he needs some Gatorade to go along with that. Replace those electrolytes. I want to see sweat coming out your uh, I just want to throw a couple things down. Things, a little bit of research I did that I wasn't able to fit in here. I watched most of the Marky Mark workout from his 1993 VHS video, and okay. his nutrition segment was really something. Oh, okay. But he did he uh, tell you to eat a lot of hamburgers? He ate a lot of just egg yolks. No, wait, not egg yolks. Egg, egg whites. Egg whites. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, egg yolks are bad. That's the fun part. Now we're gonna go back and review some of the nutritional tips that Neil Spruce just gave us. First, try to eat at least four complete meals a day. Remember, it takes calories to burn calories. Avoid getting hungry. When you're hungry, you make the wrong food choices. Never miss a meal. If you think you might miss a meal, make a meal replacement, like a carbo drink or a protein drink or some good nutritional fruit bars. For breakfast, Neil recommends two cups of oatmeal or an egg white omelet, some toast or just some fruit. For lunch and dinner? Yeah, so there's a whole part of nutrition. He also gives good advice to people listening, like saying, hey, don't overdo it. Wish I had learned it. But I worked out way too hard back then in 1993, which is why I um, was never able to meet my own personal goals for working out. 
Calvin Klein deal never got through for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I watched the Arsenio Hall performance Mm -hmm. that was introduced actually by Donnie Wahlberg. Initially, he was on the show. Yeah. And I sent it to both of you last night. Yes. I loved it because he actually did the rapping and Lolita actually did the singing. Yeah. Mm. And it was kind of rare back then to actually get that. But they went fast. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It was like it was like a one and a half speed. It's yeah. right. Yeah. So he was clearly nervous and just went for it. It's not great. He doesn't do a great no. job. However, he brings such fun to it. Yeah. That the crowd was going wild, and yeah. Arsenio clearly was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Also, I keep forgetting how big Arsenio was to us back then. Oh, Arsenio was. He was massive. Yeah. So we're going to put that on the show notes. I just want to put that out there. The one takeaway that I had from watching that Arsenio Hall performance, uh, especially in looking into who were the members of the Funky Bunch, I was led to believe there were far more members of the Funky Bunch than there actually were. Like, there must have been 30 people on stage. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Funky Bunch might not have actually been a thing. They're like Spinal Tap. They're not a real band. Yeah. I believe Hector the Booty Inspector kind of peaked. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We've now head to one of the popular parts of our podcast for all our listeners, the mixtape. Frank, you seem ready with your mixtape. I have a theme. I have my mixtape here. Mark Wahlberg, the actor, was also a singer. Yeah. So my mixtape is actors who have songs. Okay. We're going to start off with something very obvious with Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. Fantastic song. Then we slow it down a bit with How Do You Talk to an Angel by Jamie Walters. I know it was by The Heights, but Jamie Walters was the main guy. The Heights were really his funky bunch. Yeah, exactly. Rock On, Michael Damien. Awesome song. I know, right? Uh, She's Like the Wind, Patrick Swayze. Nothing My Love Can't Fix by Joey Lawrence from Blossom fame. Yeah. And then I'm going to end it with Cruisin' by Gwyneth Paltrow and Huey Lewis. Solid. Very solid. Again, my gift is mixtapes. All right, Rick, what about you? What do you got for us here? Uh, I did not put as much thought into my mixtape. It's basically just going to be a repeating loop of this song for, I'm going to say about 85 minutes of a 90-minute cassette tape back in the uh, in the 90s. And the last song will be I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad. <laughs> that d- certainly fits the video. Well, yeah. I'm really of two minds for my mixtape. Originally, I really want to talk about Lolita Holloway's love sensation, but I feel we've already talked about that. We've already talked about Ride on Time. So I'm going to leave those alone. Instead, I'm going to use songs that are kind of alluded to in good vibrations, or at least kind of follow similar themes. So I'm going to start with The Rhythm is Gonna Get You by Gloria Estefan. Oh, nice. Mm. So there's your rhythm part there. And then there is also the rhyming part. And I'm going to Let's Go to Rhyme Time Town. Are you familiar with that one? No, not at all. I believe it comes out of DreamWorks. Sounds terrible. What on earth is that from? 
Haters gonna hate, hate, hate. Okay, fine, you, you too. Okay. <laughs> what what is that from? I've never heard that song before. I, I, well, you don't. I have actually a, kind of feel worse for hearing it now. Uh, you don't have a four year old. Okay. <laughs> Next up is it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. Ella Fitzgerald and Louis okay. Armstrong. And then I'm going to end it with a song called Good Vibrations by a band called The Beach Boys. <laughs> Good call. There we go. Nice mix tape. Well, we want to thank Rick for joining us for our Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch episode. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. So we hope you enjoyed walking back to the good vibrations of the early 90s. And I hope that this episode is good like Sunkist. And I'm sure you know who done this. This has been Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. 